0: Hello, and welcome to Hope Chats. This is episode 11. Um, I'm really excited because today I get to connect with an old friend, Katrina Keith. Hello, Katrina. Hi, Hey. Yeah, Katrina and I went to ELO Bible Institute in college back in the day. Uh, when was that, 2006, 2009? We're both in the same. You're on the ministry track, right? We're on the same track? Oh,
1: uh, worship
0: track. Oh, worship track. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Still loving Jesus. Awesome. And then we went to Robert's Wesleyan College after that. So we haven't seen each other. We were just talking about this before we went live, I think, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. I think I had more hair then. So if you don't recognize me, it's all good. So <laughs> you know the same good old Jim. Yeah. There we go. There we go. But uh, yeah, um, thanks, Katrina, for, uh, for taking the time. I just want to take a moment how we got here because we haven't connected in a while. But well, I believe it was last Friday. I was making coffee. And I literally wasn't thinking about anything about Hope Chats or any topics. And I just felt like the Lord just brought up uh, in my heart, like, hey, you really should focus something on, um, uh, specifically on the topic of miscarriage. Um, and the Lord brought up uh, some of the stories I've seen Katrina post on her Facebook over the past several years of summer, just the challenges she's gone through, uh, the struggles with miscarriage with, um, in her own personal life. And so that, that led us to this moment. I reached out to Katrina. And Katrina, I really appreciate you being so brave. And I think courageous to want to even talk about just some of the things you've gone through, but also the hope that Jesus has brought in. So I just want to explain how we got here. But Katrina, I really, it's an honor that you would come online and, and be able to talk. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, also, I, I want to, yeah introduction. So Katrina, what what have you been doing the last couple of years? So what are you up to? Uh, last couple of
1: years, I have been pastoring a small vineyard church in Wilfro, New Hampshire. And before that, I worked as a volunteer for uh, Invisible Children out in San Diego, California. So since Roberts, we've lived on different sides of the continent and been back. And wow. my husband and I have been married for about five years now. Uh, and we live here in New Hampshire, right on the lake.
0: Awesome. That's so, so cool. And if your parents are watching this or watching the recording, I just want to give a shout out to them. I remember meeting them a while <laughs> back. I just, know, seriously, I told my wife Crystal today, like, because uh, your parents are still in full-time ministry as well. Yes. Is that right? So you're pastoring. They're also pastoring. But I just remember they just have like the, I don't know, the heart of Jesus when it comes to hospitality and loving. I feel like anybody, like literally anyone could walk in off the street into their house and they probably could have a meal, a cup of coffee and be loved on. I'm, I'm sure it's probably the same thing now. But anyways, I just really just wanted to honor your parents because I feel like they're really yeah. living out Jesus. So. Yeah pretty awesome all right well let's dive into a topic that yeah typically isn't at least i haven't typically been in conversations or in churches either that have I've even really dedicated a whole thing to this but um i like the title that you came up to with holding on to hope through miscarriage and infertility and so i wanted to give you space just uh yeah you, you can talk just to maybe share with us a little bit of your story what your husband and you have gone through in the past um three is it three and a half years four years and I know we talked before, and you had was it a, you have ten miscarriages? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Wow. I, yeah, I'm, I, I don't have enough words to just to really, I'm just so sorry to hear that, and just I can't imagine what you you guys have been going through. And I I so appreciate you being yes. willing to share. Well, did you want to share a little bit just about your story and what you've gone through, and then also the hope that Jesus can bring or is still bringing into your guys' life?
1: Yes. Uh, and so thanks so much for asking me to be a part of this. It definitely is something that isn't talked about a lot. Um, when my husband and I had first gotten married, the idea of kids was sort of on the back burner. wasn't yeah. a huge priority. And then, of course, as it happens when you're late 20s and married, people around you start having kids. And the idea became a little bit more like, hmm, might be something we want to do. And I um, found out we were pregnant. And we were really excited, and I remember driving down my road just praying and thanking God, because I knew um, a few women that I really admire in my life had had struggles getting married. One, um, My sister had had six years of having a hard time getting Mm -hmm. pregnant, and a dear friend of mine uh, had been told she would never have children and now has four beautiful children and grandchildren. And so I remember thinking of them and just thanking God, like, thanks, you know, that how lucky I feel that my story isn't that way that this is like so quickly. And two days later we lost our baby um, wow. and it was life shattering. It was one of those things. I just remember feeling almost invincible, like it's that wouldn't happen to us. You know, I'm a pastor. We were good people and um, everything just kind of spiraled after that. I was seeing a, um, had been seeing a doctor for some thyroid issues I was having at the time and continued and basically what the doctor had said was that your body is having a hard enough time supporting you and not support another human. Wow. And just the psychological ramifications of uh, as someone who wanted to be a mother and felt like oh, I'm failing, my body is failing me, my body is failing my child. And I just dove head into finding out um, what was going on, what I could fix, what I could change. I, I'm i very much a fixer. And if there's a problem, all right, let's do it. Let's do what it takes. Just like take action. And um, just, just what I thought, you know, I remember thinking, I, I couldn't I couldn't do this for a year. Maybe I'll, I'll go a year and three and a half years into it, you know, was just this roller coaster of holding on to hope and then losing it and holding on to hope and then losing it. And a lot of the times, um, every month, really, for a, a lot of women, that's part of the struggle is this, like, you you track and you know and you recognize the signs of what your body's doing and you see the doctor and there's this level of, like, it could be, it could be, and then it's not. It could be, it could be, and then it's not. And um, it was really, really emotionally draining just for the sense of, especially in my position, As a pastor, feeling the desire to remain vulnerable and authentic with who I am, but also feeling like suddenly I opened a very private area of my life to the world out of really feeling a call. Um, My dad, after our first miscarriage, had suggested, like, I think you need to tell the church what happened. And the next day we shared with the church and we're really glad we did because we we needed some privacy after that and people understood why. And in that season, I really felt depressed from the Lord to share publicly what had happened on a blog post and via social media. And I remember shaking as I was typing it out and um, just being really nervous. And I began to get all these messages about the type of shame that a lot of women hold in this area. And that women who had had miscarriages when they were younger and 40 years later were still holding that or just this um, unspoken pain and I even remember thinking like, well there are women who have lost babies further along than I did who am I to mourn this? and just the different things that are spoken to invalidate our pain um, or there's so much so many things that really were spoken in me and um, being open about it and finding a community to be covered by and to pray with really helped break the power of those and I began to see that this was something that was awful, but also something that God could use as an opportunity to hopefully bring healing to other people who, because it's not spoken of as sort of this taboo thing. And now, yeah. I, at least from what I found, a lot more women are sharing their experience because it is, it's, very, it's a lot more common than people think, but it, that doesn't make it any less difficult. Um, and for yeah. me, it also brought in that challenge of, is God good? Mm. Uh, I had been in Cambodia on a, a trip with a group that was working to end child sex trafficking and we were over there to learn the ins and outs of it and we were walking in um, in Cambodia the killing fields from the genocide and they have a memorial set up there. Wow! I remember walking and just feeling this heaviness in my heart and this was before we had lost any babies and I like walked by this one area that was really dark and the things that had happened there were horrific. And I just remember feeling the sense of the Holy spirit weeping for what had happened. And I, I suddenly connected with me that God is good because he mourns loss. Mm. We want so much to put this label on, um, on people's pain because we don't know how to walk through it with them that, Oh, well, God, yeah. God is in control. And you know, he's going to work something out kind of this like, up there buddy like punch him on the shoulder and just like move on but the Bible tells us to mourn with those who mourn Right. and Jesus wept right. when Lazarus died knowing that he would raise him from the dead like there's something that as, as people not even just as believers we don't know how to mourn with people because it's hard we don't know what to say because it's awkward um, that moment really showed me that God is good because he knows how to mourn with us and he isn't rushing us out of our pain. And that was something I held on to through that season was that connection of the goodness of God was that he was with me and wasn't rushing me to buck up and get back on my feet. And it taught me a lot about how to walk with other people through their pain. Mm. Sorry.
0: No, not not at all.
1: Uh, to gotcha. clean off the fast fire
0: here. <laughs>
1: dog hair on it um (laughs) one of the things that it really showed me is like what not to say because going public i would be in line at the coffee shop and someone would come up to me and bring it up you know really well meaning but kind of insensitive like i'm in line to get a coffee i don't really want to think about what i've experienced except that for them it was impacting and they wanted to address they wanted to say something to it And it just was um, learning how to handle people in their pain better. Sometimes you want to give an answer. You want to give a reason. And I'll never forget um, being in the doctor's office of a a woman that I was able, connected to, through my doctor. She was a natural, natural, um, oh, my gosh, sorry. The words are escaping my mind. She's the doctor I ended up seeing through the whole process. And the first time I sat in her office, she you know, gave me all of these facts and all this, the plan for what we were going to do. And then she put her binder down and her her uh, computer and just looked at me and said, what you've gone through is really hard. And I'm so sorry. And to have my experience and something that I I held kind of like, oh, I feel almost ridiculous for this. I feel shame to be validated by a professional um, in that way. It was just so, so spoke to my heart. And that's something that I'll never forget is often in walking through pain with people the best thing we can just say is this is really hard and i'm sorry yeah because they don't always need an answer they just need to know that it's okay for them to feel what they're feeling and that we're there for them so as a pastor i felt like that was something good that came out of it was learning how to walk through pain with other people yeah and um The further along we got in the journey, the more steps we were taking towards what we thought were getting answers, the more it seemed to be pointing towards an issue with my health. And I've always kind of lived as an adrenaline junkie, um, (laughs) just a little bit. (laughs) And it turned out that I had full adrenal failure and all this other stuff that was going on that was basically saying, like, my lifestyle was just not conducive to having a child and people would say like oh but you're so healthy you eat salads like no, but I have you know I, I have a salad grillland and then three red Bulls because I want to go do something <laughs> Right. The right there you just go like, all this stuff and so I could see the pattern of just that like constantly going constantly going and um I remember God telling me in this process that one of the things he said was you are in a rush I am not Mm, And it just, I began to slow down and make space and time to hear him and hear him clearer and gain some perspective. Um, And it was actually on a, a drive out to Syracuse, New York for a young adults gathering for the vineyard that I found out about the keto diet which sounds like I'm not going to promote or whatever, but it really was a God moment of just, Mm -hmm. I had been really begging him. Like, I I feel like nothing's working. Everything is a mess. I keep getting all this bad news. And it was, um, surgery was the next step, which I didn't really want. And, um, I kind of was at my ropes end with that. And I found this and I just said, all right, I'm going to take the summer and I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot. It was a story of a couple who had had the same experience that I had had. And they switched to this, uh, lifestyle and we're able to sustain a pregnancy and I just really felt in my bones like this is something mm. this is not a mistake that I can process and switched it and within a year um, found out I had a healthy pregnancy and we now have a six-month-old daughter <laughs> who's, who's
0: right behind you
1: <laughs> who's right behind me It's the pacifier and the dog hair but
0: I think that's so um, cool though that she's right there I don't know I just think that's really awesome yeah, yeah. it, yeah. it is it's God.
1: really ripped. her just every I, I cry like once a week just thanking God and you know there's been a transition of lifestyle of obviously having to slow down and figure out how to pastor and be a mother but I remember just said I've been praying for this three years and begging for this and weeping over this and you know, we had had a, a miscarriage the month before we got pregnant with her and that brought me back to my doctor got me set up and I see what I call um altar moments hmm. looking back through our story of just places that were really hard, but I went to God with, and he answered, and that is definitely my encouragement for people walking through this, whether it's miscarriage or infertility, you feel like you don't have the answers, when it feels like there's no answer in your, in your absolute despair, like, God is always there, That's right. and he is working in the most mysterious ways, and I never, you know, I know for us, three and a half years is, was, felt like forever, now all of a sudden, like, wow, well, she's already six months old, I can't believe it, oh, yeah. but I know there are people who this is a six-year journey, a 10-year journey. and To go in month after month and get different news and try different things, it's not easy. And I just encourage anyone who knows someone that's walking through this, like, just check in on them. See how their soul is doing, how their heart is doing, how you can help them, support them. You know, to go through what we went through and be able to come out on the other side with a child to me seems like it doesn't always happen that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel really fortunate that this is where we're at, but I know that, that there are people who are still walking through this There are people that yeah. the end result is that they may not have a child um, that comes from them. Um, and my heart is to just like, God is with you and loves you and has the answer that you need. Um, Chris Valentin, one of his, topic talks that i had heard at one point he two things he had said was that if it's not good god's not done and that what we come to for an answer in the midst of our pain um isn't usually right because it's what it usually it's whatever we're trying to figure out to like just kind of soothe the pain like well this answer's good so i'll just stick with that and usually it's not correct theology and there were a lot of times that i wasn't ready to hear the answer from god the why and so instead of asking why, because I knew I wasn't willing to hear it, I just said, how? How, God, how can I respond to this so That's that good. I don't recognize soul? And God, would you teach me how to respond accurately so that we're all going to go through really, really, hard times. We're all going to go through seasons that are difficult, whether it's infertility and miscarriage, the loss of a loved one, financial difficulties, a pandemic. Uh, you right. know, you name right. it. There's, life is hard and to know in whatever season you're in how we are to respond so that we are able to grow and not um, not not grow, I guess. You know, I wanted to grow. I didn't want to get stuck. Uh, one of my sisters had told me, um, and I'll never, I love her for it forever, so, you know, if you are going through something really hard, and it's okay to be sad, just don't get stuck there. And so if you are someone who's going through this, find someone that you can talk to and don't get stuck. Because
0: people love you and want to help you, and you can get the best. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm so I'm really glad Katrina, I know she's supposed to be napping, but I'm so glad she's here, because I think that even just shows, you're talking about the miscarriages, <laughs> and then just uh, the joy, the celebration of uh of your daughter. It looks so cute. I can see some hair. Hey, there she is. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm that's just
1: a little bit
0: <laughs> What's that?
1: She's
0: Wow, and I
1: think too. Um, one other thing I, I would like to say for couples: okay, um, bring in your spouse. Like there were times where it felt like the isolation for me was because it was my body it was happening to me. Okay, but it was also happening to my husband. Yeah, and don't push yourselves away. My dad used to say, now, "Like the enemy wants to put in a wedge." And so it gets wider and wider when it comes to your marriage and anything mm-hmm. that would enemy would want to use to separate us, just lean into one another because you are each other's best support.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There, there. Yeah. There's, there's so much wisdom on what you just shared. Uh, encouragement. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go. I, I say this, but I, 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 mean, it, I definitely want to go back and, and and rewatch this. It will be recorded. Um, but. Katrina, I so appreciate you being so vulnerable on, like you mentioned, a, a topic that you know typically isn't. You know, I, th- I think you're right. It's probably just being shared a little bit more than it was before, maybe 20, 30 years ago. But still, it's not super talked about, and um, and a lot of people are, oftentimes suffer in silence or in a small group. And so to have that courage just to share that, I just really commend you for, and um, I'm really thankful for that. I know you mentioned some encouragements already. What you just said was amazing like how you're hitting on so many different things um it's if, if you were talking to someone right now and, and they recently had a miscarriage or they've been trying to have kids for years or, or whatever is there anything else you'd want to leave them with um before maybe you could have a time praying uh for those who maybe this is an area that they're struggling with uh, right now or maybe in the past and they haven't processed it fully yet don't
1: give up don't no, give A lot of times we were ready to give up and I'm so glad we didn't, you know, it's okay to take a step back and reevaluate. And we did that often. Like, where are we at? We need, you know, how are you emotionally and and physically doing? Was it too much? And, um, but we made that decision together and that was really important. And so I would say, just don't give up. Don't give up hope, um, if God has given you a promise, if God has given you a word, he is so true to his word, yeah. he is so faithful, it might not be at the time you think, it might not look the way you think, but he is so faithful, and one of the things he had said to me, sorry, it's a car truck driving by, us, oh, all good. Um, at one point, was, he said, you didn't, you didn't just ask for pregnancy. You asked for my best because I was pregnant plenty of times, but his best was a sustained healthy pregnancy with a healthy child. And that's what we got because we waited and we pursued and did whatever we needed to do to make that happen. We gave up what we needed to give up. We put boundaries around what we needed to, and we didn't give up, but we didn't give up on God in the process. And Mm. there were times it was really tempting. Um, And I questioned and, I can't tell you how many times we live near the lake in the mountains. I'd be up in the mountains or out on the water, screaming, screaming at God and arguing with Him. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I I did that because it brought a new level in my relationship with Him, where He didn't abandon me because I yelled at Him. He didn't. I remember yeah. asking someone who's going through something like, "Have you have you raged with God about that yet?" Like mm. I could tell there was a struggle and this question about the goodness of God. Like we can bring that to Him. He's not intimidated by it. He's not scared of it. He has an answer for us and he loves us and he's relational. And so he wants to be that place where we go to him and and in our anger, in our brokenness, in our sadness. So don't give up on your journey and don't give up on God in the process. That would be my encouragement.
0: Wow. That's amazing that's that's gold yeah it makes me think of uh a david in the psalms like literally like except you're like that real life you know but he, that's how he was expressing a lot of his songs um right. just the way you described it um how did you word that did you rage with god recently is that what you just said
1: yeah I raged with god yes okay, and okay i say with him because it's it's in conversation
0: sure sure it's not against him no, but like with him yeah um, now, I said
1: things that maybe he didn't like but he
0: knew my heart <laughs> true and he already knows it before we say it so exactly. you're just being you're being exactly. real and for anyone watching this live and especially those who are watching the recording it's very obvious you're very and I, I knew this from in college but you're very transparent like you know what's in your heart comes out you say it you know you're like you're just the real deal um, which is uh so appreciated being this real in, the, in this area. Um, If somebody wanted to contact you, I don't know, had a question or encouragement or whatever, could they email you? Would that be okay? email is the best. Okay. And we should have that, I believe, in the description, um, vineyard.homestead at gmail.com if you wanted to reach out to Katrina. Mm -hmm. Well, Katrina, thank you so much again for taking this time. Um, And I think it is really cool, actually, that your daughter is actually in the Zoom at the same time. I think God lines things up in a neat way. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful representation of the hope being fulfilled. Um, and, uh, yeah, just praise God for that. Would you mind just praying for those who are watching this live or the recording? Um, that maybe this is the place they are currently. Um, and, uh, yeah, you just want to just pray over them, and then I'll wrap up our time. Sure. And uh, one last
1: little thing. There are two books that I read during my time that were oh, yeah. really good. Yeah. And- I can, yeah. There, uh, one book is called *Mending Tomorrow* by Alyssa Kilala. Chris Kilala's wife is uh, out of Jesus Culture. Okay. Uh, the book is called *Mending Tomorrow*. And then a book by a Vineyard pastor named Diane Lehman called *We're Pregnant*. And her story and the stories of many people, actually, my sister's story is in the book. Uh, oh wow. They were just two books of being vulnerable and open that helped me in my process. So those are, great. but yes, I'd be happy to pray.
0: Yes, Um,
1: thank you. God, I thank you so much that you are for us and not against us. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, I I thank you that even when things are really hard, when it seems like we're casting our nets and nothing is coming up, when people have tried again and again, think of what you told the disciples that day, and you said, cast your nets to the other side. They were already tired. They had already thrown in the towel and we're ready to call it a day and you just ask them if you take one more risk mm-hmm. so i just pray for anyone out there who needs to hear that that, that they would hear your call to take that risk again the mm-hmm. risk of the body a risk of the heart on so many levels to try yet again god i pray that if there are those who are longing for a word of hope, longing for a word of promise yes, to cling to, that your Holy Spirit would speak to them even now, that you administer the grace that you have in such abundance. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the peace that passes understanding, mm-hmm. and when we think, How could I handle this? How could I handle another day, another month, another year? God, it is your peace that you provide. Your word that sustains us. So I pray that that sustaining grace that you gifted to my husband and I in that season, Lord, that you would pass it on, overflowing to these people. Mm -hmm. God, I thank you that me so many words to hope and to cling to about the promise of what our child would look like and the joy that would come the joy that belonged to us and every time she laughs or cries or does anything i think what a miracle what a promise fulfilled and all to your glory god thank you father that you are good and you want mm-hmm. to give good gifts to your children Lord, your command to your people is to be fruitful and multiply. So I pray for wounds that feel unfruitful, that mm. your Holy Spirit would breathe new Amen. life on it. Yes. New life on wombs that were shut. God, you've done it. we read stories of the scripture of wounds that you opened miraculously. And I pray that you would do that to those struggling with infertility, that they would find an answer. They would have their miracle baby this year. Mm are going such a hard time that there would be families that this would be their miracle year mm-hmm. and i pray Amen. for those in the process of mourning that your comfort would be with them holy spirit you are known as the comforter because we need you to be that to us we need you to be that for us so i pray that you would teach us as earth people how to walk your hard seasons with those who need to just have someone a shoulder to lean on, and mm-hmm. ear to listen.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: I thank you, Father, that you are our good counselor, and mm-hmm. I pray that and we ask just your blessing over Jim and his church and the ministry that's going on there. And these hope Chats that they would be a source of encouragement in life mm-hmm. uh, for those who are listening. I ask mm-hmm. this in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you, Katrina. I think if we were in person with a bunch of people, there would be a bunch of people standing up clapping right now. That's, that's, that's the, vis- the visual I get. Um, yeah, thank you so much. This was fantastic. Um, literally, I think this will become a reference point, at least for me personally. If I'm, I'm talking with people with miscarriages or infertility, I'm going to be like, you got to check out this Hope Chat with Katrina. Um, I think just what the Lord has showed you and your husband, uh, obviously in his word and his presence through his Holy Spirit. Uh, through your experience, um, it just—it just really speaks, and um, I love how you kept having the theme of like God is still good, even in difficult times, um, and that just kept—you kept saying that over and over. I just so appreciate so much of what you said, but definitely that yeah, we've got a good God who's still with us, and like you said in your prayer, He's for us. He's—he's he's not against us. So, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. Anything else before I, I wrap up our time?
1: Shoot me an email you need a word of encouragement or questions
0: happy to reply awesome and once again that email is in the description on facebook and on youtube and i just want to say thanks for joining us for hope chats Uh, i hope you've been encouraged I, i know i've been super encouraged just to be able to learn more be able to know how to encourage others who are going through uh miscarriages or infertility uh this has been really helpful katrina um if you know someone, maybe that could be benefiting from this talk. I would encourage you to share this on social media um, or if you want to send the podcast later today or whatever, but I would, I would get this the word out you know because a lot of, a lot of folks might know one person or another person and they don't necessarily have you know a Facebook post saying they went through something difficult, but you might be able to encourage someone with this content. So once again, thanks for joining us for Hope Chats, this is episode 11 and thank you, Katrina. Really appreciate you being here with us today.
1: Thanks, Tim. Have
0: a good evening. Awesome.